0: Block talk radio
1: interviewing your favorite musicians comedians and other creative souls this is
2: the carrie edelman show Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have an amazing pop rock band coming on momentarily out of Southern California named Open Air Stereo. These guys are so good. they got an awesome album that's coming out. Please pre-order it now. It's titled Primates, and you can get it on Amazon, so please check it out. And that's a brief intro. I'm going to do a more in-depth intro for them before I bring on the lead singer, who I think is calling in name is Chase Johnson, and uh, we're going to have a great interview tonight. I think I might have to make it a two-part interview because there's so many things I want to ask these guys. But um, again, thank you for joining, and again, I wanted to say just thanks again for all the support. I started the show approximately, gosh, two years ago, and I started the show with the concept in mind to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to really help and support and uh, promote them. I personally know how difficult it can be, and these guys can attest to this tonight because these guys have been doing this for a long time. They're extremely passionate, uh, amazing musicians, and they're just going to tell us about the journey and, unfortunately, sometimes how difficult this industry can be. Um, on my show, I've had comedians, musicians, filmmakers, and, as I said, I really wanted to bring the forum to support people, spread the names uh, of them, and uh, get the word out there about who they are. So a little bit about myself, I'm a clinical psychologist, and one of the things that I love to do is interview people, and then the other thing I love is the entertainment industry. Um, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I do some writing for some magazines, and I always recommend that my guests check them out. Check out Talent Spotlight Magazine. It's a great magazine. They do really comprehensive and thorough interviews on people in the entertainment industry, so you can go to talentspotlightmagazine.net, and uh, if you want to be uh, potentially considered for, just send them an email, tell them that you know me. And also, Really Great Magazine is another really cool magazine. You can check them out at reallygreatmagazine.com. So I write some articles on psychology, the entertainment industry, a lot of marketing and advertising types of concepts. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a singer-songwriter, and then I also host this radio show right now. So tonight, they're going to be joining some amazing bands that I've had on uh, I Empire. otherwise Rains, Candlelight Red, Eve to Adam, Prospect Hill, and the list goes on. So please check out the podcast for all of the amazing guests that I had on this show. If you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. I do have a chat room open, so if you want to post some questions in there, I will try to go back and forth, but I am a one-person show, and I want to remain focused on the interview. You can also call in at 805-243-1320, and I have all that information up and posted in the chat room. A couple of things i just like for people to please keep in mind is, uh, although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is purely for entertainment purposes. Uh, We're not doing formal therapy or anything like that on the air, even though my guests like to joke around with me about that stuff. And also, I really want my guests to feel just grounded, down to earth, uh, be able to talk about whatever you'd like, especially uh, entertaining stories, but just keep any personal uh, or identifying information out of it and keep it anonymous because i don't want to personally humiliate or embarrass anyone all right so let me tell you a little bit about the pop rock band open air stereo and then we're going to bring them on the air so for me personally just reading their bio uh doing some research on these guys and especially listening to the album and actually just worked out to it when i got home from working in corrections no less so it was a great uh energetic album to really kind of brighten up my day, so to speak. Uh, The band really demonstrates what hard work is about, perseverance, and the concept of never giving up. I mean, these guys have been doing this for a while. They've had moments where they've been, you know, getting to the point where they are going to get to that next level. And then sometimes, as we know, uh, along our journey, things sometimes get in the way, but these guys have never given up. And their songwriting ability, the catchiness of their songs, every single song on this album could literally be a hit single, so you have to check it out. As I mentioned, pre-order it, go to Amazon.com and the title of the album is Primates. Um, I like how they talk about too, we're definitely going to talk about this tonight. They talk about this kind of mantra of the Darwinian theory and the concept of survival of the fittest. And again, these guys really illustrate uh what that concept is about. So um that was going to debut two of their hit singles tonight and uh, talk a lot about their journey. And also one of the members was a uh, played a major role on MTV's uh, series Laguna Beach, which I was a big fan of. So um, let's bring them on the air. I want to also thank Steve Karras and Keith Hagen of SKH Music for setting up this interview. It's been Great working with them, and I've already booked uh, one of their other bands, so I'm really looking forward to booking more shows uh, with them, too. Okay, so without further ado, let's bring Chase on.
3: Hello, hello. Hey,
2: Chase. Hello, hello. How are you?
3: Nick and Chase, you get two for the price of one.
2: Oh, wow, great. I'm very excited. Awesome.
3: (laughs) Figured we'd wow you, with two of us.
2: (laughs) So whose line are you calling in from? Whose phone is this?
4: Over at the studio, at Nick's studio, oh. and we're uh, you know we're in the middle of you know creating stuff, and we wanted to call in and have a have a great interview with you.
2: Cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad I got uh, two instead of just one. That's awesome. <laughs> for sure. So, um, how are you guys doing today?
3: We are just great. Beautiful day in Los Angeles, and we've just been actually creating more music and actually writing some things for our second album. Believe it or not, because we're just we you we know, never stop working. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I love the passion, as I said, and the energy behind you guys. And just, again, that concept we'll talk about later on in the show with kind of uh, Darwin and, the you know, the survival of the fittest. I think it's a really cool theme that you guys have going on, and you've really illustrated what that's about. So let's just to, let's digress. Let's talk a little bit because, unfortunately, I'm a psychologist, and I, I like to hear a little bit about people's backgrounds and how you got involved in music. So tell us about growing up. You grew up in Laguna Beach, both of you.
4: Yeah, we both grew up in Laguna. Um okay. and I think so tell us I think I can that. both of us, Nick can chime in at any time. This is Chase. Um that I, we both kind of we we were those strange kids in school where most people wanted to be you know, they were asked in kindergarten you want to be a you know, a fireman or a policeman and everything. And I I think I think we always wanted to be musicians. Um I just think from from day one, you know, I I think we've always uh loved every aspect of it, from the creative side to uh the performance side. Yeah,
3: Chase and I met actually in a catechism class in uh Laguna Beach when we were thirteen years old and I immediately was fixated on Chase because he had a beard <laughs> <laughs> when he was thirteen and I was like, There no, has to cheated. be something going on with this guy and he was like, Yeah, I play music in a band and at the time the band was called Stool Pigeon and you know, this and that, and we're looking for a drummer. I was like, sure, I'd love to play with you guys. And so from then on, we kind of just um, gradually progressed together, and it was, you know, love at first cool. sight.
2: Well, let's, and, and di- again, digress a little further. So as kids growing up, like when you were really young, was there music going on in the house? Did you have family members involved in the industry? You know, was there anything particularly that was inspiring you as really young kids before you guys met at 13 years old? Yeah, oh.
4: absolutely. Um, my My mom... Was uh, uh, an actress, and she sung a lot in uh, musical theater and whatnot. Um, she was on Young and the Restless for, wow. for a season or two, and um, uh, my, my dad, business guy, but the rest, like, all the women in my family uh, <laughs> sing incredibly well. Um, all of them better than me, in fact. So they, they should be doing all these interviews and they should be making records, but it just so happened that it, it happened for for me. <laughs> but um, okay. I kind of it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I remember growing up, and when I got a little bit older, like 12, my mom would always tell me she's like, you know, you're, it makes sense that you that you that you want to do this because you'd always be humming in the car, like when I'd be taking you to preschool. And I'm like, in preschool? And she's like, yeah, you'd be I'd be humming to her um, her music to you know embarrassing things that she was listening to. But that, that's, that's where <laughs> I started. And my dad was always listening to you know classic rock like Tom Petty and. And and Bob Dylan and stuff like that. So I had a I had a broad spectrum of influences as well.
3: And for my for yeah. myself, my uh, this is Nick by the way. My my, uh, my I grew up as an only child. So I guess at the age of five, my my mom stuck me on piano, and I dreadfully went through piano lessons as a five year old, and she made me okay. stick to them, and made me commit to them. I picked up the drums. Um, when I was around six or seven, just uh, two years after that. And, um, you know, she wanted me to be playing music, I guess, and thought that I was bored out of my mind when I was five years old, which I probably was being an only child.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, cool. Well, that that makes a little bit more sense, just to give us some background on you guys, that this wasn't something you got into later in life, and it was something, like you said, from a really early age, uh, pretty much right out of the womb, you guys were already uh, down the road of becoming musicians. Absolutely. So, okay, let's fast forward to Stool Pigeon because that's just, it's a great name. So... When, <laughs> I don't know, did, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not well, you're
3: no. supposed to say no, that is not a great name. <laughs> no, no,
2: no, it's a, it's a funny name and I could see why you probably changed it, but of course you know, I'm interested in you know, meaning behind stuff and analyzing stuff uh, with my profession, so how did you come up with that taste originally for the band? What did that mean?
4: Um, to be honest, We were young, naive, ignorant kids at that time. Um, Literally, probably
3: looking through the dictionary.
4: That's exactly what it was, Looking through the
3: dictionary, and then it it meant something. Well, and I have a
4: lot of Italian um, in me on my side, so I I probably heard that term in the godfather and whatnot a bunch and just thought it was a cool (laughs) word. Then I go to, you know, and then I learned to to hear that it's, uh, you know, it means a rat for the police or something. But... It kind of was like just looking through the dictionary and everything, and trying to find a name. And you know, you're really young. You just want to have something that sounds cool.
3: And then we cool. uh, snapped out of that and figured that open air stereo would be a much better replacement. We hope.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, look at bands like and I'm not making fun of the band because the music's amazing. But you know, bands like I remember when Hoobastank came out. It was like, what is that Hoobastank? And then you heard the music, and you're like wow, it's really cool, but if you just hear the name by itself, you're kind of like, oh, I don't even know if I want to check them out. You know what I mean? So sometimes the name can be deceiving.
3: Yeah, it's not It's not the name that makes the music. It's the music that uh, makes the name, so to speak.
2: Exactly. So how did you guys come up with uh, Open Air Stereo? You want to handle yeah.
3: this on this? Sure, yeah. We came up with Open Air Stereo in 2005 when we were about to release our first independent record when we were um, 15, 16 years old at the time. And um, I believe one of our producers at the time was wearing a shirt that said... was. you were wearing a shirt. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so Chase was wearing a shirt that said Open Air Sound System. And we were like, okay, why don't we elaborate on that and just try and change it up a little bit to Open Air Stereo. And we think Open Air Stereo represents kind of a big, massive sound that isn't really stuck to a specific genre. You know, we like to describe our music as, you know, progressive pop rock, progressive Okay important word there and I think that open air stereo is a representation of that as well
2: cool very cool so I, I like they say progressive pop rock I'll make sure I include that in my uh, later post when I promote the podcast for the show um, what are some of and then we're going to check out one of your songs and I have a ton of other questions just about your journey because I think it's a really you know interesting journey you guys have struggled along the way and I think that's kind of make that makes people what they are today you know what I mean Absolutely, we
4: couldn't
2: agree more with that one. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that stuff because I can totally just, you know, very can empathize with you guys and really appreciate all the hard work work you've done. Um, What are some of the bands that influence open air stereo?
4: Um, for me, um, and and I think everyone in the band at least digs them to a certain extent, but for me, I'm I'm deathly in love with the Beatles. Um, Okay. I love the Beatles. I love Aerosmith. And I love everything that encompasses uh, anything that's that's older, you know, and 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 this and the psychology, quote unquote, that that or why it got it was so big at that time and why it still stands to this day. Because I think for us, we really want longevity, you know, and um, mm-hmm. finding something that captures people that's timeless is a hard thing to come by these days in music. And bands like the Beatles, um, the Rolling Stones. All, all those guys really have stood the test of time. Even people like Incubus, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like you know the, the newer generation, yep. have done the same thing. And I find that really fascinating and interesting. So that at, sometimes it'd be like sometimes I'd love the music at first, sometimes I didn't, and it didn't really matter. I just wanted to know what was going on behind there to to get them where they were, you know?
2: Right. That's an interesting point that you bring up. I don't think I mean, and I've interviewed. So many musicians and bands, and that's partly because, you know, I'm a huge fan of music and I do some writing on my own, too. But the longevity aspect is really interesting because I don't think I've really heard that. And you're right, in this day and age, it is tough to not just, you know, become a one-hit wonder you know, put out an amazing album and then you just have a really hard time with your sophomore or the follow-up album. So I think that's a really important thing that you're throwing out there that people should keep in mind.
4: Right, and and you know, I've, I've, there's there's plenty of bands too um, that have had the sophomore curse and then come back, come back with a junior, and and it's and it's incredible, you know. Right. So, you know, you ne- you never really know, but I mean, you for us, know. the good thing is is that we've been through so much as a band and as a family together that there's nothing that could uh, tear us down or tear us apart, you know. Cool. There's, there's going to be plenty cool. of people that you know, like the new song "Stuck on You" and "Love Is Blind," the two singles, or whatever, They're they're going to be like, I hate these. And that's okay, because you're gonna need to have right. some of those kind of people, and we're ready for that,
2: you know. Nice, nice. That's right. I mean, once you've been through what you guys have been through, and we're gonna, I wanna definitely check out first. Stuck on you, because I know that's the main when you guys are pushing right now. Um, we're definitely gonna come back and talk about that stuff, because I think people, you know, again, they don't really realize the realities of the industry, the challenges, just how difficult it is. And, you know, I think you guys can really get into that stuff and kind of what do you need to do to get that backbone to be able to survive in it. Um, Absolutely you know? Cool Alright, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Tell us about Stuck on You And you know why did you choose this song Tell us a little bit about the meaning behind it It's a, Like I said, every track on that album Can just get stuck in your head I don't think you should be listening to it before you go to bed Because you'll never get it out But um, <laughs> why did you guys choose Stuck on You As the first one to, to push out there
4: I'm gonna Tell her why we chose it And I'll tell the meaning of it Yeah, I
3: mean I guess we chose that song Because we didn't want to do something that I think people would expect, you know, I think people would expect from listening to our album that we come out with a crazy, you know, heavy rock song or, you know, like a Love is Blind or something like that. And we didn't want to do that. We wanted to come out with something different, something, you know, that we feel fits the vibe of the summer and um, just is a different song for us. We actually wrote that song as the last song on the album, um, which was surprising to us that um, that song came out. So... Yeah, I think we just wanted to change up the um, the mentality of what people would expect and uh, and put something out different. For the yeah, I agree. Model. I
2: definitely think that that stands out on your album, absolutely, in terms of just the the tempo of it and the style of it. It's it's great. It's really catchy. But you're right. It definitely does have a more of an idiosyncratic component to it compared to some of the other stuff. So that's cool. For sure.
4: For sure.
2: Yeah, and then the meaning cool.
4: the meaning behind the, um, you know, the the song in general and the, and the lyrics is, um, I mean, first off, I always love to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, if if you want to have your own spin on it, mm-hmm. on any of, any song that I've ever written or we've ever written, anything like that, I always, I'm always like, don't even, don't even listen, you know, don't even read into it and just have your own opinion on it, but um, right. for me, it's, um, a long story of, of, before love, it's, it's friendship and, um, It can be with a girl or a guy, and it's friendship, you know, and it's it's friendship about a a long, long time over a long period of time, many years, and um, and friendship and love and best friendship that you know nothing can stand in the way. And although although you think um, my ADD is kicking in at the moment, (laughs) okay, (laughs) bad girl, (laughs) Mama says I got it bad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's, it's just that, that if you really want something to work, it's just got to be organic. And, and, and and I, I'm a true believer in that. And obviously a lot of things take work, but for me, you know, love takes work in, in many ways, but at the end of the day, when you're meant to be together and and fate is fate, you're going to be stuck on each other, you know, you're going to be hooked and, um, and, and that's the thing, and I, and I think it was fun for me to to sing. You know, we used to rock that beat. Like we used to do this, we used to do that. We we hadn't done that before, so that was kind of fun to just kind of have a little story behind there.
2: Cool. Very cool. Well, let's do this. Let's uh let's check out this song. I'm going to put you guys on hold, and then we're going to come back and uh get more in depth with your uh your journey as musicians and open your stereo. Beautiful. All right, guys, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to the band open-air stereo. We're going to debut their hit single tonight, Stuck on You, and their album is not out yet, but you can pre-order it. So please go to Amazon.com, pre-order it, get a hard copy of it. These guys have some amazing artwork, and it's nice, as they would say, to have something in your hands where you can really look at the stuff. And people today, you know, I know people like to go to iTunes and things like that, but get a copy of this and pre-order this album. It's uh, You don't want to miss out on it. It's really great. All right, here we go, debuting Stuck On You by open-air stereo, and we'll be back in a moment. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Awesome, awesome strong, uh, song. Sorry, I was going to say stuck because I was looking at the song in my, uh, my switchboard. Amazing song by Open Air Stereo, Stuck on You. And just, again, please pre-order this album. Check it out. It's called Primates, and it's available right now at Amazon.com. I want to do a couple of quick plugs, and then we're going to go right back into the interview. These are some uh, companies that I work with that are uh, sponsors, and I support them, too, uh, for the show. So check out Quantum Lab Design. They specialize in graphic design, web design, and digital media. They do some amazing work. So if you want something attractive, effective, and affordable, such as websites, marketing collateral, and digital media projects, you can check them out. They also do printing services. So for more information, go to QuantumDesignLab.com. Also be sure to check out Davin's Den. I'm a huge fan of comedy. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes, hear or watch oldest episodes, or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page at Davin Comedy, and that's Comedy dot com. And I'll do a couple more plugs later in the show. So let's bring the guys back on. Hello, hello. All right, Sorry, guys. You just hello, hello we yeah, I were
3: just slow dancing to Stuck On You for a second there.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you guys
2: are awesome. You must be so fun so much fun to hang out with. No, great track. Real quick, what is that like sound effect? It almost has like a safari type of little thing going on.
3: So oh, that oh. hence the name of our album, Primates. The right, right, the reason right. we came up with the name of Primates was because of Stuck On You and because of that monkey sound that lies within that <laughs> song, the ooh ooh ooh. Part. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, that part And um, so that, we were like, oh my god, it sounds like a monkey We need to have more monkey sounds in our album Why didn't we do this before? So our second album will probably have more monkey sounds in this one But, <laughs> but that's kind of the cool. the context of how Primates like came about Was that song and that sound And of course Primates being kind of the first form of evolution um, and, and us seeing this album as our first form of evolution as well and just, start, just our, is, our path together and going through so much, it's, it's been such an evolution. It's,
4: it's uh, We just figured it'd be a, a perfect twist on the word evolution, you know, to call it priming. No, that's
2: really cool. And I think that's a perfect kind of um, parallel to start transitioning into your journey. And, you know, some of the great things that have happened to you guys, some of the struggles that have happened along the way. So talk a little bit about, you know, your concept and how the Darwinian theory and this idea of survival of the fittest really fits. No pun intended. You guys, so let's talk about that. Talk about from the beginning when you guys started out, and um, please, Chase, talk about the Laguna Beach because I was a big fan of that. Um, how did you get involved in that? So just you know, tie all that stuff together, and I'll ask you more questions too.
4: Well, um, we we've we've gone through extreme ups and downs. Um, you know, as, as friends, Nick and I are. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. We we are. Polar opposites in very few areas, and complete, completely like one another in most areas. We were born,
3: we were born two days after each other, so we, we're pretty close in the uh, proximity of. We're both cancers, life. yeah,
4: and we okay. we we easily butt heads, and we easily have the most amazing time together. Most mostly, it's the latter. It's the it's the good. Um,
2: <laughs> so how are you guys how are you guys like each other? Just you know mention a few qualities of how similar you guys are, and then mention a couple of qualities that make you guys really different.
3: I know. I think Chase and I are obviously super passionate and super persistent when it comes to to this whole music thing you know um we're very committed people to the things that we wanna stay committed to and um, I don't know. I think those are definitely um areas that were similar, I guess areas that. What was it you wanted to know? Areas that were different?
2: But you, well, you said you kind of butt heads sometimes. So, what would be some of the things that you guys butt heads on, or that you guys are, yeah, different in terms of qualities that you have?
3: I mean that. I mean that relates back to music as well. You know, I mean, I think Chase and I. I mean, we rarely butt heads when we butt heads. It's about music. Yeah, that's it's an about, old thing. The butting heads is an old thing Yeah, now, and it's a it's a it's, a, it's okay. Yeah, it's mainly how we. You know, whether it's arguing about how we wanted our, you know, our set transitions to be in our live show or this and that, it's all based around the positive. You know, it's not nothing negative. It's just all butting heads to to get to to a better place live better. And, and um gotcha. and music. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. And so, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: No, my ahead. ADD has already made me lost night. Okay, <laughs> sorry.
2: I'll be careful not to uh, interrupt uh, too quickly. Um, so, okay, so let's talk about, you know, you guys were predominantly the founding members. You know, please plug the other members. When did they come on board? And then let's start the journey of, you know, where you guys were going and, and how you were signed for a little while. Tell us a little bit about that stuff.
4: Okay. Um, well, the the last person to come into open air stereo who just as we love everyone in the band, um, we love dearly, um, Evan Smith is the bassist. And he came mm-hmm. in about two years ago.
3: Two years ago, yeah. Two years
4: ago, and he and he was the last to join OAS, the fourth, the fourth member, and um, and then Scott Pounds, we found strangely enough on Craigslist.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we found him on Craigslist because
3: at the time, this was during the time um, after MTV's Laguna Beach, um, and uh, you know our our previous members Kellen and Braden guitarist and bassist had left the band and decided to pursue other things in college and all that stuff um and so we were you know trying to find that missing piece to progress this band and scott came in and just happened to be and it's so amazingly talented on the guitar and we found him through craigslist and he just happened to show up that day that we had um you know rehearsals and trying out guitarists and he just like wowed us all and we were like dude you need to get in this band right now. <laughs> yeah, we we were we were blown away by Scott. He we we had a couple interesting people obviously from
4: Craigslist that came in. Um right, to right. say the least. I think that's the nicest way to put it. Right.
1: um
4: <laughs> characters. Uh then Scott walks in and we're like, Oh, he's kinda he's kinda just mellow you know, like not saying much, sets up his stuff and he's kinda just like, You guys ready? And we're like, Do you need any direction or anything? He's like, No, I got it. You know, 'cause we had sent everyone a couple <laughs> songs to learn and um Amazing from from tone to finding his own tones in the guitar to to everything he just killed it from timing to everything, and he was just wow. You would have thought that we would have had to go to an agency to find him and pay a, a crap ton of money, you know?
2: Wow. Which would never which would never <laughs> so, be an
3: option for us. So we were lucky enough to yeah exactly to, <laughs>
1: to,
3: to find a guy like him and then um and then yeah Evan came along two years ago and it's just been like an unstoppable force of four dudes making this happen yeah
2: cool so before evan comes along and before you get scott after laguna beach why don't you digress a little bit to you know how did the laguna beach thing come about and at that time when you were trying to get the band you know going what were some of the difficulties you guys were encountering along the way
4: right well um i went to laguna beach high school um and i was born and raised in laguna beach I'm i'm a proud proud guy of that i love it there um it's it's a beautiful blessing to grow up there, and, and basically MTV came to our school and mm-hmm. um, found found people. And once they approached me, I came to the boys, and and we all came to the agreement that it would be a great um, piece of exposure for for us to to launch from. And uh, wow. it turned out that it did, you know. And, and we kind of agreed from that point that I would you know, we were all on the show almost equally the amount of time, but uh. We, we came to the agreement that, you know, you don't give them any drama and all that kind of stuff, and you stick with the music, and that's what we were there for.
3: Yeah, Chase, Chase really came to us saying, you know, hey guys, I have this opportunity, you know, but I'd really, really like, you know, to, to make open-air stereo more of the focal point for this, so we, you know, came back to MTV with that proposal, and and um, they had been shooting things for the band in the meantime, and it just happened to progress into more of a bigger thing for that for that third season, and and it really was a good launch point for our band, and... You know, we took criticism for it and and, and this and that as, as as you will by doing things like that, but you know we, well, we gained more positive. Yeah, from we that, gained so there. so much more positive from it and it just really did um give us a good stepping stone to kinda get our get our name out there and our brand out there.
2: I think, you know, I personally think it was a great idea for you guys because I think like you said, Chase, you it wasn't like I thought maybe you wanted to be an actor. I was you know, I was doing some research on you, I'm trying to say, Is this guy like involved in acting too? But it looked like from what I was finding about you the the band was your main focus, you know what I mean? Oh, so it, I think
4: the problem with with uh, girls I've dated you it's like it's 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 like you know, this is this is my this is my wife, you know? And uh, right. it's 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 the love of my life and I, I love it more than anything.
2: Right. So I think that I mean people could say what they want, you know what I mean, when people do things like that, but again with how difficult it is when you get an opportunity and it presents itself and you can creatively spin it into the way that you guys did. I think. Yeah, that's, you'd be you know, stupid enough to
3: jump on stuff like that, you know. And especially, you know, that, you know, things. Have, I'm a firm believer in timing in life, and I think that that was yes. a perfect example of how timing and how opportunity, you know, those two things, you know, opportunity and preparation and time, right. and fate and timing come into place to to create luck and opportunities for your for yourself. And I think that's kind of a great example of that happening. And, it was a good thing right, exactly. we had a lot of fun doing it, and now we've moved on from it and you know during that time we got a you know our record deal with sony epic records and and they got to document that whole process, which was awesome and unfortunately, we never got to put out that album that we wrote during that time period with sony epic um and Aww. half the album, which was great though because we had a great experience with Sony epic you know they um but at the time they were going through you know major label issues with you know with um just how major labels are, you know, major labels are always switching up personnel and, and stuff like Back, that. And yeah. a lot of our team that believed in our record and signed our record had left the label at the time, you know, um that we were about to put the album out. And so we were lucky enough to be able to take a lot of the songs that we had written during that time and the relationships. Very blessed. Yeah, and the relationships that we that we made during that time and um and release it on this album coming out now. so about half half the songs that are on this album now are songs that we had written you know, back in 2007 and 2008, and had always died to release and have people here.
4: Which is nice. which is the main reason why we really felt strongly as a group and as a family that writing these new songs to apply to the record for our actual big release would be really great for us and for everyone else uh, that, we'd, that we'd be playing this to on the road because we wanted to portray a little bit of our new selves as well.
3: Yeah.
4: So the four, oh, cool. the four new ones that we added. Where do we go? Where do we go? Uh, Stuck on you, Love is blind, and damned, and damned yeah. are our four new ones that um, encom- encompass more who we are now. But th- we, we still got a piece yep. of the old S in, a, in us as well. Yeah,
2: I love the old stuff too. I mean, some of my favorite songs, some of the book I wrote, some of them down here actually are some of the older ones. That you guys have Give me everything. That's awesome. Your way is my way. The right is great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the songs, like I said, are amazing, but those were some of the ones that, you know, stood out to me personally um, and definitely had an impact. So, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about, so it looks like, as you said, there was a lot of changes going on with the label. It wasn't necessarily an issue of you being dropped. It was just at the time, like you're saying, transitions, people leaving that were working with you, et cetera. So when did you, because in your bio you talk about how, there was kind of a respite, so to speak, or a break of almost three years where, you know, I don't know if it was you personally, Chase, or Nick, you know, both of you guys were kind of questioning, is this going to happen? Do we keep doing this? (laughs) So talk a little bit about, you know, when did that moment hit where you guys kind of, you know, did take that, you know, pretty extensive break to try to resolve things, and what were you doing in the meantime when you took the break?
3: Yeah, like anything, you know, like any relationship, I think breaks are healthy, and I think it was at a time where we, we really needed a break, and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, and and during that time we, went off and started other ventures, and and Chase and I are both songwriters, and you know Chase was writing a lot of music for other artists at that time, and I opened up my own recording studio in Los Angeles called Stars Enterprises. Um and you know, cool. and we have a whole production team here that actually writes songs for people's albums and this and that. So we do a lot of other writing other than, you know, rock stuff and this and that. So I don't know. I think it was healthy. I think Chase and I just, you know, we we, you know, had gotten to a point in our life where, it was really unfortunate. We were really really upset I think at the time that our album, you know, didn't come out under Sony and all that stuff kinda sure. went downhill for us. You know, and at the time we didn't really understand a lot about about the music industry in itself and why that was happening and what was going on and you know, I know I certainly didn't I know I think I don't need yeah. to speak for Chase but no, I think, me too. Yeah, Chase as well. And we didn't really understand it. We were kind of upset at what was happening and and I think our commitment level at that time was just kind of not, definitely not anywhere near the way that it is now. And I think that had a, had a lot to do with it and the change in the band and people leaving. And so just a lot of stuff, you know. And, and especially that Chase and I, you know, we were at that time when we were going to college and, you know, I was going to USC for two years and this and that. So there were just other things, pulling and dragging and the whole thing. So we were like, you know what, let's let's take a little break for for what we're doing right now and then and come back even stronger which which we did, you know, right back in two thousand eleven. Yeah. And and what started off as
4: something that we felt was negative, you know, and, and us not getting along, um, became such a positive in so many ways, you know, in our own lives and to find to find ourselves as human beings and to find ourselves mm-hmm. as artists. And and now that we have done all of that, um, just like Nick said, we are the strongest family i've ever been a part of we are the strongest uh, group of uh, friends and we are the strongest band of musicians that i've ever met we just we we love each other to death and uh and and we do anything for each other and and we know how to communicate a lot better than we used to and I, and i think that puts us ahead of a lot of bands that that we've that we've come across where it's like you know you find so many talented musicians that just can't um learn to communicate and it's right. just kind of kind of like a it's kind of like a weird marriage, you know, and you need to learn how to, the communication is everything.
3: Yeah, we've gotten to learn really so much by going through some of the things that we've gone through at a young age and and as a young band, you know, and and just learned a lot from it and have, you know, kind of been able to come out on the other side and do things better, you know, and and learn from the things that have happened to us and, you know, you know how that goes.
2: Yeah, no, I think yeah I think you make some really valid points, and I think by your saying the things that you guys went through, maybe taking the break and letting you guys each other grow as individuals, kind of learn about yourselves you know independently as well as together, and I think chase the main point that you brought up, and that's my experiences over the years when I was in and out of bands before I started doing more solo artist stuff was yeah, the difficulty was finding people you could get on the same page, people that had the same drive, the same motivation. Um, you know what I mean? The ability to communicate, to get along—that was the biggest piece. It wasn't the talent. I don't like to laugh because I could find the most talented people, and the more talented the people were, the crazier they got. It was just so weird. <laughs> so I think you guys make such an important point with the communication and that type of stuff in order to get a group that's going to be able to work together.
4: Right. And, and you know that's that's what that's what we were saying. You know, we we had we had the passion, the drive, and. Uh we worked hard uh for some of our talent so it's like you know all all the all the things that we've been through have have turned us in you know i'm i'm proud of i'm really proud of who we are and i'm proud to say that these are all my brothers you know and I, and i i really i really love um who we've become you know and it's and it's nice to to be able to trust the people that you're doing a lot of amazing things with and it's it's really it's a really beautiful feeling
3: Jason's making me cry again <laughs> Uh, okay, awesome. I'm gonna go make um, out really... the real quick. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <Come> here, <baby. laughs>
2: well I'm gonna give you guys a break. I'm gonna give you a break in a minute so you can do that if you really need to. Um <laughs> But all right, so let's do this and we're gonna talk of course more about your your album and uh where people can get it, upcoming tours and all that good stuff. So let's check out Love is Blind and uh tell us a little bit about this track and then we'll check it out.
3: Okay, um, love is blind. Here's a precursor for it. This is a song that we wrote with an amazing producer, Peter Stengard, um, who we wrote the last four songs on the album with. Um, and love is blind is just a straight up rocker. It's a, and and
4: the fa- and, and you can honestly uh, listen. You can know the title and know what it's about. Love is right. love is truly blind. Pretty rhetorical. right? Yeah,
2: cool. All right, so let's check this out, put you guys on hold again, and then we'll uh, we'll come back, all right?
3: <laughs> Sounds good.
2: Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, we're going to listen to now the second track tonight, Love is Blind, that open-air stereo is pushing off of their album. So be set to hear this soon. You're going to hear it all over radio. So let's check out Love is Blind. And also, again, please pick up a copy, pre-order their album, Primates, on Amazon.com. We'll mm-hmm. Everyone, again, welcome back. And Love is Blind, Open Air Stereo's second hit single. So, again, check out their amazing album, Primates. I'm going to bring them back on <clears throat> Excuse me. in a moment. Just want to give a plug to Mark Mercer, who is from MarksFriggin.com. Check him out. If you're a big Howard Stern fan, I love Howard Stern. As I said, I love comedy. Uh, check out his website. He blogs and has every little detail you can possibly imagine about the Howard Stern show. So If you missed anything, you can always go to Friggin' com. All right, let's bring these guys back on the air and talk about what's in store for the future with them. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey! Awesome track. Welcome back. <laughs> I rhyming.
4: Awesome track. <laughs> Welcome back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Now, great song. Great, great song. Is your uh Have you pushed any of the singles out yet to radio? Is there any specific places people can uh, currently hear it at?
3: Well yeah our our single just went out to radio I believe you know this week and next week I think it's going out to radio and then nice. radio takes its time over the next 2 or 3 weeks to um to hopefully it play ends. Right. Yeah but right. at the
4: moment if anyone wants to hear it we're we're in the process by the uh by the end of this week we'll have a uh, lyric video up on our on our YouTube. For stuck on you. For stuck on you. Cool. And then um you can listen to Love Is Blind and Stuck On You on soundcloud.com
3: slash openairstereo. Yeah. Or just Very go
2: to our cool. website
3: openairstereo.com and it's up there too. True. Nice.
2: Very true. Now who are you guys working with? Is that with um Steve Karras and Keith Hagen with the SKH music that's pushing out all the stuff?
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We love those guys over there. SKH has been amazing. SKH
4: has truly really been amazing, um, and just in the short time that we've been with them, we uh, we love
2: them. That's awesome. How did you guys hook up with them?
3: We hooked up with them um, through our management. Um, our managers Eric Baker and Bobby Collins um, happened to have oh, homes. but yeah, relationships okay. with those guys. So they were like, oh man, if we if we're lucky enough to get them, we should jump on board. And and they, you know, we were lucky enough that they liked our record.
2: That's awesome. No, I know Eric Baker because I booked a couple of bands with him probably within the past, almost like a year ago now. We did a few bands that he had on my show. Very awesome. cool. Very cool. Very small world. <laughs> yeah, no, all these guys you're talking about have just been really great to work with, so that's awesome that you have, you know, these professional people behind you that know what they're doing. That's great.
4: We have an amazing team. We're very blessed to have them. And we like awesome. we like to joke with them and say they're blessed to have us, but we're just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, the narcissism has to go both ways, right? It cannot.
4: <laughs>
2: so, all right, cool. So what do you guys have in store for, I know you're pushing the music out to radio right now, so what's going on in terms of upcoming shows? Any bands that you're going to potentially hook up with to go on tour with?
4: Uh, we're, we are potentially hooking up with uh, one of, I know for me, one of my favorite bands uh, of the 90s, Candlebox, in the summer.
2: wow. Yeah nice.
4: and uh their their new record is amazing which everyone should go get. Um it's really, really awesome. They've really they really you know, they they blossomed so much and they blossomed again. Um and it's pretty cool to see one of your old school favorite bands come back and, and the guys still have amazing skin, they're still looking good and, and they're rocking <laughs> out on tour and they're doing a really good job.
2: Yeah, that's an awesome band. I yeah, I was a big fan of them. Absolutely. Very cool. That'll be a great fit for you guys too. Yeah, I think so, too, yeah. Nice. So um, in terms of, let's see, tell us some interesting things. What do you guys do outside of music, even though you're predominantly doing music
3: Chase, 24-7? Chase, or- Chase is a, a bullfighter and a professional stripper <laughs> on the side and an occasional stripper. And and
4: Nick is a um, a janitorial uh, phenomenon. And, uh, okay. And he... he uh, he honestly should buy stock in Windex because the guy, the guy is amazing.
3: I'm obsessed with cleaning. I really am. Obsessed. He has OCD with cleaning. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm a cleaner. I, I like my stuff neat. You know, you got to keep your mind level-headed with like clarity. I feel like you know, so I think it's important to like keep your keep your life clean, and then your head can be clean, and you can go out and accomplish whatever you want.
4: And there's one of the opposites. Me, I am a uh, misunderstood gun-shooting hippie.
2: you <laughs> You got very interesting and unique terms to describe uh, your other outside endeavors.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but seriously, like, yeah, I, I, this is Nick speaking. I started my own studio here, like I mentioned before, called Stars Enterprises, and we have a um, in-house studio, uh, excuse me, production team, in-house production team that helps write songs for for artists out there and and labels, and we also launched our own independent record label out of here, and we're starting to sign artists and starting to keep our eye out for the next uh up and coming sensation so we've just um I've been working hard here at stars and doing some of that stuff I've got myself into some apparel things I love to um you know I have a line of fanny packs with speakers in them called beatnik bags that I'm developing right oh, now
1: cool.
3: um which is coming out soon and uh just a bunch of stuff you know keeping busy like you know in in the media ecosystem i guess oh, that's
2: then, awesome. That's-
3: and for me ahead, I uh I guess uh, other than music obviously I love to uh, other than
4: uh open air stereo we 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 all love to write songs for other people. Um other than that I do a lot of photography and I've just started a I'm starting a company called 11 photography and um I want it to be a community of photographers but at the moment it's just me and uh and okay. I'm falling in love with photography very fast and uh, and uh, I love every every aspect of it.
2: Cool. So again, you guys are involved in all these other creative aspects, even outside of the music industry. So that's awesome. Really cool.
4: Yeah, we love it. And then the great thing yeah. is, you know, like uh, Nick has this. Nick has has built a great studio, and we love we record here, and we all we all work out of here. And uh, and now I'm getting to you know take photos here of, of different artists coming through and, and stuff like that.
2: There you so go. It's, it's
4: it's all it's all cross pollination. We're all a bunch of bees just buzzing around.
2: <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. So tell everyone where they can uh, find you, your website again, your Twitter account, any social media pages that you guys have out there.
3: Yeah, Open Air Stereo fans. You can find us at www.openairstereo.com for, and, uh, for our official website. And our Twitter is at Open Air Stereo. Our Facebook is Facebook slash Open Air Stereo. And there's tons of goodies all over that stuff. I just uploaded a crazy video last night of Chase launching like a four-foot firework in New Mexico at like two a.m. to Katy Perry's fireworks. So you should go check that out like immediately right now. And if you go
4: onto your uh, if you go onto your your Tumblr account, because I know a lot of people love the blog, you can type in Open Air Stereo and find multiple things there, multiple fun things.
2: Awesome. Well. I wish you guys much success. You were a pleasure to have on. A lot of fun. And, of course, you are amazing musicians with phenomenal music. So I hope everyone comes your... You've been our favorite
4: What's interview. That? You rock. Yeah? Yeah, Carrie, you rock. You rock, Carrie. You thank ask great questions. Thank you. Well, questions. don't just say
2: that. that. Be honest with me. What's that?
4: You have great questions. We we love. Well, you've been our favorite interview.
2: Cool. Well, thank you so much. That makes my night. I appreciate that. And you guys are always welcome back on. So when you start getting ready to release that, uh, second album, so please, you know, contact me. I'd love to bring you back on. We'll
4: that's be that. right there. We love it.
2: All right. And please promote the podcast, and the podcasts do really well because sometimes people, you know, can't listen to the live show. So just keep promoting it, and eventually I'll do a top ten countdown, and it's based on people's statistics and listens, so we'll, we'll get you guys hopefully into that. And uh, we'll
4: be there. All right. We'll see you there.
2: All right. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you so much, and please keep in touch. Good luck with everything. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, open air stereo. Check them out, and please pre-order their album, Primates, which is currently on Amazon. Uh, a couple of quick shameless plugs just to keep in touch with everyone. Please, if you can, befriend me on Facebook. I have two personal pages. Find the one that's not maxed out and send me a friend request. we we'll would to keep in touch with everyone. Also, please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and that's where you can find upcoming events and guests and all the different things I have going on with the radio show and station. I'm also on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I have my music out there, so if you're interested, you can go to iTunes, just search my name, Carrie Edelman. It's uh, pop rock, uh, a a little edgier and heavier than what these guys are doing, but it's in in vain of radio-friendly commercial music. So thank you so much, everyone, again. Next week I haven't booked a show yet. I may or may not, depending on my schedule. But on May 6th, I will have a comedian coming on, a female comedian named Liz Miele, and uh, she's an up-and-coming comedian. She's really great, so you got to check her out. She's going to be coming up. We're also going to be having, coming on soon, Fran Strine and he is a videographer, he's a photographer, he's a producer. He recently put out just amazing. I I learned about him through um, the hard rock band, I Empire, because they did some music on his soundtrack. He produced a documentary titled Battlefield of the Mind, and it's, you know, it's really, it's it's an amazing documentary he did. It's it's sad. Um, It it deals a lot with going through uh, PTSD and uh, homeless veterans, and it's just phenomenal. So, Please check it out. You can go to Facebook, uh, Battlefields of the Mind. He has a page for all the information and the soundtrack. Phenomenal bands like Low Pro on it, I Empire, and just some really cool music on it too. So he's going to be coming up sometime in May. And then we'll have a ton of other bands and people coming on. So thank you so much everyone again for tuning in tonight. And uh, we're going to lead off with to do a ballad off my album tonight to close the show and if you like what you hear as I said it's on all the major digital media sites so thank you so much for tuning in and here is my ballad Another Life. Have a great night.